Hello and welcome back to the Label 1976 podcast. My name is True Straub. So, just to dive right in, I've just been having so much going on this week, like in my everyday, just been doing a lot of people watching. So I was on my way to the gym uh, the other day and I noticed these grown people waiting for the bus, waiting for the school bus. They had to be a good, well, I'm short. I'm shorter than most. But I'm telling you, these kids these days, I don't know what they're putting in the food. Yeah, I, I just don't know what they're putting in the in the food these days. Now, I do have a special guest sitting in with me today that's going to chime in that may be familiar uh, with the kids since he has one. Mike is returning back from my previous episode on, what's it called? Single fatherhood? Single uh, fathers? Yeah. And teens? And teens. Right, so Mike is back. Say hello, Mike. Hey, everybody. What's going on? So, Mike, yeah, like the the kids, man. The kids look wrong. They're like grown men. I mean. With backpacks. Yeah, they they are huge. And, they you know, they got a lot of that GMO stuff. Makes them ginormous. Um, What's yeah. GMO stuff? I mean, I know the acronym. The, um, that genetically modified um, Organics? No, they, the they, nah, if it was actually organic, they wouldn't be that big. But it's it's kind of like the stuff they put in the vegetables, the fruits, the genetically meats. modified. So they're they're adding different chemicals uh-huh. to make it grow bigger. That's or right. Just, so okay. so right. the farmers go to sell it whatever to get more money. That's all it boils down to. Oh. And then you know these kids they ingest all this junk, and you know they're like twice the size of of an adult. And a lot of times you will mistake if somebody's you know, 13, 14 year old child for a grown adult. And a lot of times, you know, if you're not careful, you will deal with them as such until they open up their mouth. And then, you know, oh, this is like somebody's like kid. Yeah, see, and that's yeah. tricky. That's really yeah. tricky because especially these days you find that, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's not hard to be bigger than me. So it's already like, you know, you're sitting there, you think you're talking to a grown man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and this kid is like 14. Mm. With a backpack on. It's just the craziest thing. So I'm like, and then, why do they have them going to school now? Like, I promise you it was like 8.45. Like, yeah. it's like office hours. Yeah, they, they stagger the entry time. So it's like elementary. It all varies by county. But most of the times you have the elementary kids go in the earliest in the middle school than the high school. And they do that to try to keep traffic flow. Sometimes they don't have enough bus drivers, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, generally, like back in the day, when everybody went to school at the same time, it was just a nightmare, traffic-wise. And it just, you know, would hold, you know, entire counties like hostage with just traffic. So, when you kind of stagger it a little bit with the start times, it, it, it gives a little reprieve to, um, you know, what's going on traffic-wise. But, yeah. Yeah, but like, I know when we went to school, it was like, we would high school went... I want to say we went first. We used to go first. So we used to go like at 7.30. And we would get out by like 3.30. And then like the... Yeah, because what? Middle school? Because like yeah, elementary. Or something like that. You said what now? I think I think we got out like at 3.15. But I think that's yeah, see, that's what like I'm saying. Time, yeah, so. so I'm like now with those kids, I don't... I couldn't have... Well, yeah, they did... Had to be high school. But um, getting out like at... That one... Yeah, you getting out like a grown person. You got out of work. Getting out at 5 o'clock. Get out of work at 5 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are they doing that due to COVID and like wanting to cut down on the daycare expenses? What you're saying that they're doing that just to 
push out the traffic, mm-hmm. traffic stuff. Yeah, because I know when I'm coming out of my neighborhood and the school bus comes and everything with the stop signs out, people just lose their whole minds and just get mad and running the, running the bus stop signs. Do you know that they send tickets in the mail for that? Um, yeah, and they should because, the you know, you hit somebody, child, you got a serious problem on your hands. And, you know, it's a safety issue. And that's why the amount of points attached to running that stop sign is through the roof. You know, like, I think you get more points for that than a super speeder. They, you know, these are kids here. So, at the end of the day, as a, you know, licensed driver, it's your, it's your responsibility to adhere to, you know, all the laws. And just because, you know, you get stuck behind that one bus, I think it's happened to everybody where that one bus just got like 10 different stops and you just stuck. And yeah, is but, is. but I'd rather be stuck behind that bus um, than be impatient, try to go around and hit and kill somebody's kid. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But like I know over in the other area, like um, is this area... I want to say like off of and I and for those of you not familiar, I'm talking about like in the Georgia area now, but like in the suburb over there by Peachtree Corner Circle, where yeah. they have that whole Medlock Bridge or uh, whatever. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. the bus may not even have a stop sign out, yeah, and it's like, there. but if you but if you're passing on the other side and the stop sign still isn't out, if the street light camera gets you like passing the bus where they have just put it in but they still have those red flashes on yeah. you get a ticket in the mail for that yeah. so it really isn't even a school zone it even it really isn't even like a um the cops stopping you it's just like these did you know that those tickets are like suggestions some yeah. of those tickets you don't have to pay and a lot of them it's, it's actually unconstitutional because see the, the officer did not observe it and that's why a lot of times you fight it you get thrown out yeah, but it's still better just but a to lot of people adhere just to that stop sign. The, they don't have the patience to want to fight something like that. Yeah, you got to adhere to the stop sign when you're in the neighborhood, though, because they will tear you up on neighborhood. Uh, yes. But I keep calling it neighborhood. Next door. The next oh, door app. Oh, man, let me get started on that app. <laughs> oh, my God. The next door app. They will tear you up. Oh, I've been they going need to call that the lost and found <laughs> app because I am telling you, it doesn't I go connect on me it. with my neighborhood. It was talking about somebody's little dog being lost every oh, other day. Oh, my God, or man. I Oh, yeah, the cats. I am telling you, I go on there like it's like a Facebook for the neighbor. It's like a That's Facebook really, for your neighborhood. That's really that's all it is. But see, they've started they they've started uh, policing it now. They've started taking people's posts down and stuff. And if you talk about religion or or poli- politics and things of that nature, they start taking your stuff down. I didn't know that. Then you have these angry people coming back, talking about I want to know who's telling on people why they deleting my posts <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> but know. no, like this morning they had. I say that about the school buses because this morning they had uh, somebody posted, you know, into the Chevrolet Traverse. That passed the school bus when the stop sign was out. You didn't get too far, buddy, because we caught up to you at the red light. <laughs> was it wasn't worth it. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's first, bad. They will put you on blast. Yeah, they will put you on blast. Um, and if it's not that, then at least like in on my side of town, they're talking about, you know, the little kids that, that's running around here trying to break into people's cars. And what they do mm-hmm. is like, if you park outside, because everybody doesn't have a garage, a lot of people, for whatever stupid reason, leave their doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. And they just go up and they just pull. So that thing, clink, clink, and that door open, jackpot, they're going to run through your stuff and steal whatever they can. But if it's locked, it will actually leave the car alone. Problem is, is, you know, if you try to call, you know, police, they're not going to respond in time if yeah. they're going to make a report. It's not a lot that they can really do. 
And obviously, you don't want to necessarily come outside guns blazing and gunning down people's kids either. So it's, it's just that whole making everybody aware. Yeah, and, see, that's and, and that's what I yeah. what I really think that it it pretty much is for because everybody has those uh, ring door doorbells now. Oh man! So then they'll put the footage of somebody breaking into their car, but the person will have a hat on or they have you the can't mask really... on, they have the hoodie on. They're wearing gloves. A lot of them kids are armed now. Um, like, to ro- they're, they're armed like, robbery. They're, they're like 13, 14 tops. And you can always see, like like in my area, there's somebody in a, a Honda Accord, a four-door Honda Accord, and you know you have the driver, and then three kids hop out, and every last one of them kids got a pistol. So it's like, if you come outside confronting them, they're going to shoot you. That You're going crazy. to get shot. These kids don't care about anything. They don't even care about their own life. So they're, you know, their thing is, oh, well, you the opposite in this moment. And, you know, they want to be like Chief Keith. So they're going to shoot. Yeah, they're going to shoot. But it's just, I mean, that is just, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. This is the time that we're living in now. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, but but then also Next Door is good for, um, I was looking at, but it can, it does kind of scare me sometimes because people will talk about, will talk about the the car break-ins, but then they also talk about the house break-ins. Where they talk about some, uh, this one woman was on there, she was saying that, um, she had uh didn't have her back alarm set or what mm-hmm. these are really nice neighborhoods that yeah. they, that that are in the circle the perimeter of where i stay so because these kind of like elderly people over here and then i'm well, a mixture of everybody but it's like higher middle class over there but it's like so you're thinking that you're you're safe and nobody in your neighborhood would be doing that but these aren't the people in your neighborhood anyway most of the time but then whenever things happen to where this woman is like, you know, they kicked in my door last night. I don't know what I would have did if my bedroom door wasn't locked. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, what? That's happening over here? Like that? Well, you gotta think about it. If I am a criminal and I know I want to go out and you know break the law and commit crimes, I'm not going to the place where people are more aware of crime and gonna most likely have their stuff together. I'm going to go to the people that are super relaxed because they're thinking, oh, this is such a nice area. This could never happen over here. So those are the people that get robbed all the time because, yeah, their front doors are being unlocked, alarms not set, car doors wide open. You get into the garage door, the door going into the house, unlocked, and it's just you hit jackpot easily. Man. And you can be in and out. Because mm. like you said, people are thinking, this is such a nice area. This wouldn't happen over here. Wrong. That's the primary place it's going to happen at. But the difference is, is that kind of stuff doesn't get reported really to the media because you don't want the, the image of the area to go down. It's kind of like the issue that the citizens of Buckhead are having right now. They want to break away from the city of Atlanta and do their own thing, thinking that's going to instantly solve Mm-mm. their Linux problem. Mm-mm. And it's not. <laughs> it's really oh, not. Oh, we can go. See, I'm not. Okay, I can't get off topic too, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the yeah, Linux not, thing. Not really, yeah, but because the Linux thing, honey. But yeah. But um. The, but again, but going back to the next door though. So I want to talk a little bit about the animals on next door and and the service dog situation. So <laughs> what I wanted to say was, next door will really have you out here in these streets, like looking for Biffy and dogs. Buffy and yeah, yeah, and their cats and stuff, and being on the lookout for that, which is fine, which is fine, because I know a lot of people view their pet pets as their right. sons and daughters and, and right. as family and stuff like that but it's like also it backfires too on next door because you'll have some people where they'll find somebody's animal 
and then they'll post the animal on there and they're like i found this dog and blah blah he's such a cutie does anybody know where he lives or whatever if nobody contacts me i'm gonna take him to the animal shelter i've seen people straight go in on them people like that's somebody's oh, child you at yeah. least need to give it 72 hours and keep it in your home and don't be giving away somebody else's dog how are you gonna tell me not to give away somebody or take it to the animal shelter when i'm telling you blatantly i'm, I'm telling you on this site that i have this animal i'm trying to do the right thing if i was trying to do the wrong thing I wouldn't have posted it at all, and I wouldn't have brought it into the house Yo, type of thing. But those people be going back and forth on that next door about them dogs and cats. Like, it is just like it, like a, a infant has went missing. It, you know what it is? It's kind of like the other day. Um, same thing. It was a missing dog. Somebody that had the app found the dog. Then they posted it, they found the dog, and you think it was about to be a happy ending. Wrong! So the owner goes to go get their animal, and this one won't, won't give it up. What? She refused <laughs> what? to give the animal back to the rightful owner. And they're going back and forth on it. She put homegirl on blast, put her face, her address, and everything on blast on the app. Saying, you stole my animal. Boop, 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 boop. Try to get the police involved. It was just messy. Wait, but did the woman post that she had the dog? Yes! So That's why what she she had the dog and then just want to get the so dog wild. back? Was it a puppy? Yeah, that was a cute dog. That was a <laughs> can and, and, and will not do in some cases sometimes they just don't want to get involved but is that against right okay so is that against the law though honestly i don't know so it must honestly. not be against the law to steal dogs i mean it's theft as far as i'm I, i'm concerned i think that would be against the law but if the police don't back you up you know pretty much tell you on your own what can you do because then if you go to other extremes to retrieve your animal now you have a bigger problem on your hands you know what i mean because you get the fist of cuss or you get the throwing lead all over the place because it's premeditated at that point that's right that's that's crazy though because if the dog has a chip then you can prove it's your dog and it's in your name and everything mm -hmm. then that is theft for real yeah, it really is but are, are is somebody really going to take it to court it depends because it it's be a civil matter. It's almost like how much do you love your animal at that point? Oh, you're going to court. I got to go to court. Yeah, it's mean, the principle of the thing, though. It's not even about the money because, like, me, you blatantly stole yeah. my dog. I mean, me personally, if I had a dog, and let's say, like, if I had a great name, because if I had any kind of dog, that would be the dog I would have. If somebody stole my great name, you going you gonna have. I'm about to run you this fade real quick. Yeah, it got to be some street justice. Yeah, I'm not going. He's just getting him. away too much from the street justice that needs to occur in society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you must catch these hands. For real, real quick. that's crazy. Yeah. So, wait, let me tell you, I was in. So, y'all, I was in uh, Perimeter Mall. So, I'm walking, and uh, this couple and their little infant daughter have their little terrier just walking around the mall. Like, this is normal. Like, we're outside. I don't know what is going on with people these days and their uh, animals. Like, it's, it's like since society has changed so much since the pandemic that everybody is basically just doing the most and like trying to be like everybody. I like to call it trying it. It's like you yeah. do things to see how far you can take it until somebody's like, well, you know, that's not right. You can't do that. Do you need somebody to tell you that you can't bring your little dog in here? In most nine times of ten, yes, because 
there's there's really not a bunch of signage. You talk about perimeter malls, not a bunch of signage saying you can't bring regular animals into the, into the mall. It needs to be a service animal. I mean, it's just manners. I mean, it's just like it, it right. seems like it would be an unwritten rule. You don't just you bring your think. dog. Your dog don't have to go everywhere with you. But you got your two time, kids with you. Did you? What are y'all doing in the mall? Look, they they getting out. They getting some air. <laughs> That's another thing. People are just in this pandemic. People are just overstepping their boundaries. They say they and talking about they service animals and stuff. This woman was in Kroger, man, in one of them little push around carts. Yeah. Had her dog in the front basket. Service yeah, it had a vest on and everything, but it didn't say service animal. Because if it's really a service animal, they're they're, supposed to have a little card actual, with them yeah, a card that, that says don't vest. touch it and, uh-huh. and all this and all that. Like, I've seen those before. But yeah. you're trying to pass Especially these like dogs. dogs. Yeah, I'm trying to pass these dogs off as service animals, and they're not a service animal. Because it's also easy to do as well. It's easy to get a little terrier or... A little French, was it a French poodles? Um, French bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Get those things passed off as a service animal. It doesn't take a lot of paperwork, and most people know some some corrupt. Um, not that I sign off saying that you got all these anxiety issues and only this, you know, you need an animal to help calm you down. I just deal with that a lot when I worked for an airline. That people would just try to bring all kind of goofy animals on board the aircraft because they didn't want to pay the the fee. It was like two hundred bucks. Oh, to, so you gotta like. Uh-huh, oh, actually, to the store. Uh-huh, so right, they were right. like, oh, this is my comfort animal. And yeah. Yeah. People, That's, people that, is just, else. that is just crazy to me. That right there. And then also a little bit more about the service animal stuff. So in, in um, again, in this uh, era right now with the pandemic and everything, a lot of people have been, it was on the news, however, a lot of people um, adopted animals because of the seclusion. Yeah. And everything. So people that have been adopting the animals, they're finding that when it opened back up yeah, earlier this outside. year, they wanted, yeah, they wanted to, they, they figured it's, this is too much. So they've been dropping them back off at animal shelters and they have, they have, they got you on video dropping dogs off. And of course the only people on video dropping dogs off are who? Okay. So just leave that there. Everybody can add in their own little space right there. Leave that there. And then also to tie it back into next door when you go on next door it's happening over here too but you don't see that on the news Mm-mm. i mean it's happening over here at churches where they just leave it in a cage in the bucket oh, yeah, the, the food up. buckets the toys everything and yeah. leave it in a locked cage sitting in the church parking lot okay y'all i know we're doing a little bit of rambling so let me hone it back in i'm gonna bring it back in and switch gears here I do want to touch a little bit on the, of course, the new Texas abortion ban that they have going on that's been in the news. I kind of try to stray away from politics and like current events and keep it light. But I do want to speak out on this one a little bit because I found it very interesting and uh, very interesting to say the least and very um, infuriating, to put it a nice way. Um, So... In listening to the new uh, Texas abortion ban, um, the law is stating that a woman um, can no longer move forward with any abortions um, if they are up to six weeks. Is it up to six weeks or over six weeks pregnant? Um, After six weeks, can't do it. And what really pissed me off about it, A, you got old men making laws about women's bodies. What the hell is that about? 
I don't know. But like you will, you know, you're not a woman. You'll never understand what it's like to be a woman. I will never understand what it's like to be a woman day in and out. And for them to just feel so confident in the language in it, you know, they're talking about even if it's a a, a rape case or incest. Yeah, they said happen. that that still stands. It, it still, still stands. stands. So you can sit here and say a woman can be traumatized for life by a rape become pregnant by the person that raped her and she doesn't have that option to abort the child the hell is wrong with you right because one republican on what you sent me actually one republican said um you know the child is still uh, a gift from god that still is a gift from god <laughs> that you're putting into your hands to take the gift away that god gave you and that you know we need to look outside of that rape look outside of that rape not not looking into the woman's mental mental yes. after that happens then you having the constant reminder for the rest of your life, life the rest of your life mm -hmm. um of that and then also just the whole you know i'm all about just i i really just do not understand why it's such a it's, it's all it's still it stays on the plate it stays on the chopping block it always it's, it's very prevalent no matter what times we're in mm -hmm. this abortion thing you know, I mean, when they passed the actual, the the Roe versus Wade, you would think that we would have been over it. But it's like the Republicans and certain senators, certain Republican senators always, that's, they always want to lead with that whenever they have, they're having a political agenda for re-elections and things of that nature. Definitely, it looks more to be more prevalent in the South. Well, you know, you're talking about Bible Belt states and things mm -hmm. of that nature and you know, that foolishness that, you know, Southern folks are super religious and they follow the law of God and everything else. But you're the same people that, you know, if they could have their way, they would still have people in chains on plantations picking cotton. Let's just be honest. And you know how often blacks are treated so horribly in, in a lot of these um, jobs, especially in the South, because of the color of their skins, not because of their ability to do the job or not. And, you know, it's so hypocritical, you know, the same state that, you know, passed this are the same people saying, hey, if you don't want to take a vaccine, this is your choice, your body. They don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. But God forbid a woman goes through something and has situations come up where this child may need to be aborted and she finds out, you know, well, first of all, how many women are Well, first of all, it out? wouldn't even be a child at that point. Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're just pretty much talking about a heartbeat, pretty much. Right, but then, but then it's also a medical professional came forward and said on NPR that uh, there's not even a heartbeat. There wouldn't even be a heartbeat at the six weeks. That that's like, who's detecting that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to police that? Because that's not what happens at six weeks. And that's why they wrote the language the way they did, so they could pretty much um, get rid of abortion altogether without saying we're banning it altogether. So they were very particular about that language because most women don't know that they're pregnant at six mm -mm. weeks. No, they I don't. ain't met a woman yet that knew that. No, they don't because a lot of women that um, miss a period, but it's four weeks, mm -hmm. miss a period, then you're like, oh, the next the next week, oh, I think I'm late, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So then, how do you police? Right. So you can't yeah. six weeks. That's when you probably just found out and like, oh my god, what I'm going to do? And then you got to think about it and make a decision. They pretty much backdoored it. Yeah, so that's not even a decision to be made, boo. Like, you, that's it. This is what you're going to do. You're having mm -hmm. this baby or you're going out of state. Yeah. So then that's what I wanted to bring up is that um, 
So Colorado is one of the seven states that have abortions through all stages. Now, I didn't really know how to feel about that. I, I'm not trying to say I'm all I'm on board for willy-nilliness of abortion. But again, it's a, touch, a touchy subject, so I'm going to try to tiptoe around it. But they are, Colorado is one of the seven states that they do them through all stages. Um, so then I was thinking that that pretty much is, it's a waiting game um, on when they shut it down to make it punishable by law to go outside of Texas. What, what, what's to say that if you are a Texas resident and they can prove that you're a te- Texas resident and you go outside of Texas to have one, that you still wouldn't be brought up on charges. And whoever drove you there to go get it will be brought up on charges. And I didn't know in Texas that they are actually rewarding people that tell on somebody that if you know they wouldn't have one, they give you money for that. Okay. Like, this is crazy. This yeah. is crazy right now. But then all of the other bills that could have been passed before this bill... Well, this law was written for Texas that we that they're definitely now fighting. President Biden has gotten involved with it. But all the other laws, like what happened to the, the hate crime law for African-Americans? Where's that? Now, y'all have all the time in the world for all these other laws and all these things being passed. But you still you're, you're concentrating on things that are not they're not relevant into society in society right now. Like what 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 is this bettering or lessening? For us in society right now, my my body, my choice. So, like, what is that doing for you that you need to be involved so bad? From a political standpoint, it's showing people that you're doing something, that you're actually active, and this is why you need to vote for them and give them all your money. Because it's all about money at the end of the day. It's always about the money. You follow the money, you find all kinds of horrible things. And so when they're talking to their constituents when it's election time, they can beat their chest and say that I was a part of that. And, you know, I, I help ban the evil abortion and all the other kind of rhetoric that they use when they're talking to the constituents. And their constituents just eat it up. They just eat it right on up. And that's what that's all about. Because they get in these positions, they try to stay in there for life, they make a lot of money. A lot of them are multimillionaires by the time they leave these positions. Don't let them be, you know, a lifelong Congress member, you know, they just. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, they still money. get paid every year. That's right, I mean, they, they get paid in health care benefits for life annual. and everything else. So, you know, it's it's always about the money at the end of the day. It's never about really doing what's what do you feel is right for the people because at the end of the day, my personal, you know, thoughts and feelings on that is it's up to that woman. Right. Her it's, and her it, God. It, it's up to that her woman. Her and her God. That yeah, is up like, to the woman. Like if we want to do, you know, if we want to do, not to even bring that in, the, that in here, but I'm going to do it. If we're going to do that, wouldn't it make more sense? Wouldn't it make more sense or just be equally that men have vasectomies in? Yeah. I mean, uh, if you want us to, if you want to ban, if you want to ban abortions, then men that are not taking care of the children or however that goes or whatever goes into that whole thing, then if you, if you're known to have procreated more than three children that you're not taking care of, then it's time for you to have a vasectomy, right? Right. And then they also need to get that procedure down to where it's actually effective. Because it's not that Right, it's reversible, and it's reversible. Yeah. So my thing is, if that's so easy to, like, I'm sure it's not easy. Like, I'm not a man. So I'm saying, like, I know it's not just like, you know, you can't have, I I don't don't have onus over nobody's body. (laughs) 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 He ain't been snipped. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's just like, even if, if that's reversible, why not? Why are there no laws for that then? Why can't you be like, okay, well, you're doing this. If we see that you have a track record of not taking care of these children, leaving this woman high, leaving women high and dry or whatever, not wrapping it up, sir. I don't care what she said, how great it felt. Why don't you take it off, put it on, don't worry about it. All that kind of stuff. No. 
if you have more than three and you're not taking care of them, why are vasectomies not on the table for that? Why is the vagina always on the table? <laughs> why is it always on the table? It's the first thing, but but you can take it. We can take it all the way back. It's power in the pee. It just is. It's like it's just this thing, this golden thing that you're always trying to control and want, but then want to treat it like it's not worth a damn. Sometimes, like I don't get it. Either, <laughs> either V lives matter or they don't. Which one is it? Because it's like okay, we can we can say like then you have the the conspiracy theorists that are like, okay, well the pandemic was population control or whatever. Well, if that was population control and we're overpopulated, why are you trying to take the right away to be less population? See what I'm saying with that? Yeah. yeah. So which one is it? Yeah, it are we overpopulated or well, we are we underpopulated because the new generation is not procreating? They're not. They're not. Because they see the foolish. I mean, let's be honest. This newer generation is a very selfish generation. And they at least have enough sense to realize that, hey, I'm entirely too selfish to want to make necessary sacrifice, sacrifices to be a parent. So they'd rather not have kids. And that's okay. There's actually nothing wrong with them knowing that, hey, I'm going to be a crap parent, so I'm not going to do that to a child. I'm just going to, you know, live my best life and travel the world and eat good food and live, love, and cry, or however that statement goes. Um, but these politicians, man, they... It kind of goes back to this is why you have to vote. Yeah. I'm not going to get started on the, on a presidential election. Not even going there. But when it comes to your local officials, yeah. when you don't get involved and you don't hold them accountable, this is the kind of crap you get. Yeah, definitely. And you have a lot of control over this. But I don't think people really. It's it's like people more so buy into that whenever they're they're buying in the in the county. Like you'll see that. Like when mm -hmm. people start to actually buy land. Mm -hmm. Where the, where those senators are mattering, those oh, Congress people yeah. are mattering. That's when they start getting into these Senate races and making sure that they're abreast of when these races come up. Because to be completely honest, a lot of these races you don't even know that they're going on. Sometimes, sometimes right. that stuff just happens right under your nose. Like oh, bam, it's midterms. You can't get off work to vote. That's right. Because you didn't even know it was coming up, type of thing. And it's like people, you have to start getting more invested in the in the county that you spend your money in, that where you live. That's kind right. of thing. If you know, like, say, for instance, if you know you're in Gwinnett County, it doesn't matter if you're purchasing in Gwinnett or not. You probably, if you move to a different apartment in Gwinnett, you still live in Gwinnett County. You need to try to find out who these people. different Congress people are. Yeah, and they're, right. they're supposed to be, they represent you. And on top of that, like a lot of times, even if we're not talking about the Congress level, the amount of times you'll have these town hall meetings. Yeah. And all these proposals, we want to build this, we want to zone that. And they put these signs up to tell people that, hey, if you got something to say, come here at this time on this day and speak your mind. And what happens is people don't show up. So people with a real crooked agenda can just run them up because nobody's pushing back. Nobody is saying, hey, yeah, no, I don't like want this. Cares. That's right. And they, they know that most enough. people don't care because we, we're also, you know, with all this wonderful technology and all your social media platforms we get caught up in that and we get distracted so easily um it's kind of like just one distraction to the next then that that's that's all it is now yeah everybody has um it seems like everybody's contracting i like to say contracting everybody is like contracting all these different issues with paying attention you know it's like everybody's getting this and and not to 
Not to say that it's not a real thing, but a lot of people these days are just having this ADHD like completely to where we can't concentrate on one thing because there's so much going on at one time. You can't concentrate on one thing because another thing is happening and they're backdooring you on another thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it is kind of hard to like hone in on one thing. But you, I, I just try to be really like cognizant of trying to know what's going on in my neighborhood, know these laws. But yeah, this Texas thing, they really just... I mean, they sprung it up like just out of the blue. It, it, it feels like to me it no just came out of, out of the blue to me. There was like virtually no pushback on that. So, you know, those backdoor meetings, this hand greasing the other one, and just knowing the judges and the, and the circuits and knowing where those they judges They live in the stand. same neighborhoods. They go to the same golf course. That's right. So they already know who's going to give them support, who's not going to give them support. And if things start to go up the chain court-wise, who will really back them? And they know this stuff ahead of time. So, you know, with our Supreme Court justices... I can't believe they didn't do anything. They oh, stand I, I believe in. it. I actually believe I it. I, I'm not shocked not one bit. Looking at the track record of the people that have been tapped as of lately... Oh, yeah that, that, yeah, that he... You know, that Trump actually put in. But, like, to say that it's the whole... What was it? The five to one? Mm-hmm. No, but I actually misspoke on that. It was a vote five to four. So five to four vote basically said that the Supreme Court refused just before midnight on last Wednesday to block uh, the Texas law prohibiting most abortions um, less than a day after it took effect. And yeah, it's the most restrictive abortion measure in the nation. So five to four, so five wanting to not get involved, four wanting to get involved. So the Supreme Court not getting involved overruled all of that. Um, so moving on, we'll see how that transpires. I want to kind of get off of that subject and move on to my next little segment called a thing you possibly perhaps didn't know. So anyone who knows me, or if you don't know me, you will know now I have a thing I like to call bugnophobia. I got bugnophobia. I don't like bugs around me. I can't stand them. For some reason, I always live around woods or in the country somewhere where those big water bugs like to just come into the crib, lay down on their backs and play dead for some reason. Then when you go to sweep them up, they start moving their legs. They alive trying to get off their back. I can't deal with it. I just can't on no levels deal with it. But I'm always keeping a fresh can of that. Um, it's like a it's in the red raid, the red <laughs> raid can. And it kills ants and like roaches or whatever. I always have that on deck and I spray them down spray them down I went to go work out work out lift my little baby weights or whatever downstairs one day and move my little medicine ball it was a huge one almost the side of, size of my hand sitting by the medicine ball I can't I can't deal with it it just gives me it makes me jump and it just gives me anxiety I just I just feel like something's on me the rest of the day I can't deal with it so I happened upon this little fun fact well, it wasn't fun for me, but I'm glad I, I now know, I'm aware, that there is a spider called a wolf spider. Yes, a wolf spider. And the wolf spider, it is like a, um, it's not commonly seen in houses. It's commonly seen like it might be on your patio or something like that. But the wolf spider carries their babies on their backs. Yeah. And if you kill the spider... If you hit hit the mom and everything, all the babies scatter, like a hundred of them scatter everywhere. Just, 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 can you just get the visual on that? 
And also on my list of things you possibly perhaps didn't know, I wanted to kind of go over a little, a couple of things like tidbits, um, information on the cost of living in 1976, since this is the label 1976 podcast. So the average cost of a new house in 1976 was $43,400. The average income per year in 1976 was $16,000. Um, the average monthly rent a month, y'all, was $220 a month for rent. The cost of gas a gallon was $0.59. Cents. And uh, it looks like a Zenith 25-inch color TV back then was $600. A microwave was $169. And in, I don't know who lives in Utah, but some of you might. In St. George, Utah, the perfect home, which was a four-bedroom with a living room, fireplace, a large family room, dining room, laundry, two-and-a-half bath on a large plot, that house was only 36500 in 1976. Can you imagine now? Like, I remember, like, I can, I can still remember when gas was 89 cents a gallon, and this is in my 20s, so maybe I'm telling my age. But, yeah, man, inflation is real. It has so happened to look back at these prices now. It's crazy. It looks like who would be able to live on that now? Nobody. Nobody. It's like the the kind of the way they pay unemployment now, I guess. The way they pay unemployment now is like these are the cost of living. Like they're paying you like you living in 1976. You know what I'm saying? Those that get it, get it. Now, I want to move on to my music spotlight for the day on closing out my music spotlight of the day is going to be a group that i used to love that's no longer together the group was called expose and they were an american latin freestyle vocal group uh, they formed in 1984 in miami florida um, i know some people may not be familiar with the name of the group but you may be familiar with the songs like they had a song called point of no return like, you're taking me to the point of no return. It's like really, really feel-good music to where when you're at the club, getting your little drink on or something, that song comes on, I guarantee you, you'll know what it is. And then uh, they had Point of No Return. They also had, um, what was the other one? They had another one uh, called Let Me Be The One. They actually got a Soul Train Award uh, nomination for Best New Artist. They appeared on American Bandstand, Solid Gold, Showtime at the Apollo. They appeared on The Late Show with Joan Rivers. It was three American uh, Latino women. And the lead singer, she had dark hair and she was kind of short. And then the other two kind of looked Caucasian, but they were um, American Latin. So I guess they were uh, Caucasian mixed with Latino, I think. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what they were. But the songs are really, they had really good feel good songs. Like anything that started back in the day, they usually had the same beat. All those songs did, no matter if the group was Caucasian or black. But I definitely would suggest that you look up Expose. And I'm telling you, as soon as you see the group and like you look them up on Wikipedia and listen to one of the songs, you will know exactly what I mean, who I mean. And everybody loved them. They were like a huge huge deal back in the day but of course with girl groups you know it was a lot of bickering behind the scenes and they weren't really getting paid their just due they were getting like two hundred dollars per show for like actual live appearances two hundred dollars come on so they had a big hit called seasons change too some of you might know that one now that one crossed over 
So that one got into like the African-American market, but they were a pretty good group. I would definitely suggest you listen to that group, that song, uh, some of their songs, Expose. So with that being said, that is my show for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is True Straub, and this is the Label 1976 podcast. Please be sure to follow on whichever platform you are currently listening. I place an episode up every Thursday. So when you click on that follow button, you can be sure that you don't miss an episode. Um, If you've missed any episodes, you may want to go back and listen to the previous ones. They are a hoot, as am I. Again, my name is True Straub. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can do so at label. You have to spell out 976 at gmail.com i also do a blog each week and you can check out my blog at label1976.blogspot.com i will pick up with you guys next week until then please remember it's good to be loved but profound to be understood talk to you soon